Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode, we'll bring you insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, we're joined by Wesley Power, veterinary technical consultant with Alanco Animal Health. As we enter the risk period for blowfly and sheep farms, Wesley starts off by explaining some of the predisposing factors. He moves on to explain the life cycle of the blowfly and how it affects our various control options. We discuss these control options in more detail, but Wesley explains how each of them work. With many producers relying on topical applications as a control practice, we discuss the importance of the correct application method and how it impacts on product efficacy. Given that the risk period for blowfly is quite long, we also discuss the need for repeat applications in certain systems. We finish up with Wesley encouraging farmers to consider treatment to prevent blowfly on farms before strike occurs. We start off, however, with Wesley explaining why he poses such a risk on sheep farms from now on. Big issues, it's it's first and foremost as a welfare issue. Uh, blowfly strike uh, is extremely common on, on, on sheep farms. Um, a survey there a couple of years ago that we did in the UK and Ireland showed that 94% of farmers um, said that they had had uh, fly strike cases on farms over the past uh, few years. Um, so very common problem. And um, obviously it's also going to affect production. So if you have a lamb that's, that's, that's struck, um, you know, it's very difficult for those lambs to get going again. And, and uh, they always have a, a mark on them afterwards as well of, uh, of, of where the strike lesions were. Just when you mentioned strike lesions, Wesley, like typically we think of it on the rear ends of lambs, but it can occur in other regions. You might just go through that. Yeah, I suppose typically, I suppose blowfly strike is is caused uh, primarily in this part of the world by by the green bottle, um, and uh, they're attracted to organic matter. And any type of a discharge that you have from any type of wound um, will 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 attract them. So, first of all, of course, if you have lambs or or, or ewes or rams with 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 scour and their their fleece is is um, contaminated uh, in the rear end area, then that's a target for 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 blowfly. Um, other common areas, if, if you've got a lameness uh, issue and fruit rot on farms, uh, because the products that we use to control these, the uh, blowfly on farm doesn't get down to the feet. Um, you know, if you're not controlling foot rot, you will see uh, lesions there and blowflies attacking uh, or laying eggs there. Uh, rams fighting can often have wounds on the head, particularly, and we've seen a couple of cases where, where lesions on the, on the head um, are discharging and they attract flies. And uh, I suppose another thing is if, if an animal dies on farm and just remove that as quickly as possible uh, from the farm, because that's a huge attraction for, for blowflies as well, Karen. Some of the other ones are possibly overlooked because they're just not as easy to see, but you're touching something else here, Wesley, and I think it's important, like we'll, we'll discuss this in certainly more detail, but getting in early to treat is important because discharge itself can actually increase the risk of strike within a flock. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously you need to manage those wounds uh, as quickly as possible. Um, and uh, the other thing, of course, would be to, to have a good control program for, for, for um, worms and, and coccidiosis on farm, just to make sure you're not getting the scores in the first place. Foot batting, obviously very, very important just to try to, to, to keep um, the, the um, issues with lameness on, on farm under control as well. Um, the blowfly, as we said, the main one is the, is, is, is the green bottle. And um, it's organic matter that, she, that she's attracted to. So um, the cleaner that those sheep are, the healthier those sheep are, and the less likely that the blowfly is going to be targeting or attacking them, you know. And look, it, it's something else that's important. Obviously, shearing is one of the practical mechanical control measures early in the season. But, you know, clean lambs, clean back ends, dagging them, it has implications for the control options as well, we'll touch on later. But they're all little practical management issues that can be attended at this time of the year. 
yeah absolutely um and obviously you know shearing is a is a is a is a big control mechanism that we that we can use on farms um i suppose traditionally shearing can can occur at different times of the year depending on what part of the country we're in um but removing the fleece uh, is 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 part of the control mechanism it makes the, the sheep and the lambs feel more comfortable as well um but um it is you know the, the blowfly is attracted to the fleece because it's a nice little incubator uh, for 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 her eggs. And um, even if you haven't got fecal contamination, or you haven't got wounds, there will still be some individual sheep that will be struck. And it's because that fleece is so nice. It's such a nice cozy place for those eggs to be laid. Just like when you mentioned, it's probably no harm to go through the life cycle a little bit on how the actual blowfly it, it works, but because it has implications for the various control options we have, you might explain that to us in a little bit more detail. Yeah, so um, the the green bottle, I suppose, like like all living creatures, Kieran, on the planet, and her primary uh, goal, the female fly, is to is to lay eggs and and make sure that her species continues. Um, so she will lay eggs on organic matter, and when she does that, within twelve to twenty four hours, those eggs will hatch and produce uh, what we call first stage maggots. So. These guys are, are, are very small. They're much smaller than, than the stage twos or stage threes. But the key thing is they don't have any mouth parts. So they don't necessarily create any lesions on the sheep. But they very quickly develop into stage two maggots. And stage two maggots are slightly bigger. But more importantly, they have mouth parts. So they will physically create the lesions. They're, they're physically eating the flesh of the lamb uh, or, the, or the yo that they're actually attacking. Um, they will then develop onto stage threes, which are slightly bigger. Um, these stage threes then fall off the sheep uh, into the environment and they, they form a little cocoon, what we call a pupa. And inside there, they, they change and into an adult fly, which then hatches out of that cocoon. Um, it's a little bit like the caterpillar changing into the butterfly. It's the same type of, uh, type of process. Like, look, uh, there's implications there for control we'll touch on, but it probably draws up another key point, Wesley, that if you get in control and early in the season, you can reduce some of the risk on farm as opposed to you know, increasing that population for later in the summer. Absolutely key, uh, Kieran. Um, so the, the earlier that, that we intervene in the life cycle and prevent the life cycle from being completed, uh, then the lower the number of flies that we're going to have for later on in the season. And this is um, something that's important for you know, for your own farm as a farmer, but also for all your neighbours. Um, you know, the, the quicker you can get the general fly population under control, the better for the, 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 the control of the problem in the long term over the summer months. Look, in terms of control options, like there's a number of different ones on the market. Um, but the basic types, like we've plunge dipping, obviously, but a large proportion of the population are dependent on porons. They're broken down really into two separate categories, Wesley. Would you just explain maybe how they work and what kind of periods of cover we get from them? Yeah, so um, I suppose, first of all, we have the insect growth regulators, uh, Kieran. And uh, these are, as you said, porons. And there are, I suppose, three different uh, products within this group on the market. Um, that's uh, Click, Click Extra and Click Zen. Now, they are licensed for the prevention of blowfly strike, Kieran, because they work by um, interfering in the life cycle and they prevent stage one maggots developing into stage two maggots okay so the key thing here is that when you don't have stage two maggots you don't not going to get any lesions because they, they these are the guys that have the mouth parts um and going back to our earlier point the earlier we apply the products obviously the the, the, the quicker we can intervene in the life cycle so you know waiting to see blowfly strike and then treating is not an option with insect growth regulators you have to be put on before you have 
um, large numbers of flies in the environment. In terms of the duration of action of those products, um, so traditionally, probably everyone's aware of Click, that's going to last for about 16 weeks um, after application, and it has a 40-day meet with hold time on it. Uh, Click Extra will last for 19 weeks, um, and it also has a 40-day meet with hold time. And ClickSend is going to give eight weeks cover and uh, has only a seven-day meet with hold time on it. In terms of, of, of application with those products, you can shear your, your, your sheep today and you can apply Click and Click Extra on the same day, okay? But with ClickSend, you have to give three weeks um, of, of, of regrowth of the fleece before you can apply ClickSend. So just be aware of that. Um, the other option with regards to porons then, Kieran, is... Um, the um, uh, separamethrin-based type products are what's known as synthetic pyrethroids. So the group is, is synthetic pyrethroids. And um, they're applied uh, as a poron as well, but they are insecticidal. So they will, will kill the larvae and they will also kill uh, the eggs and the flies themselves. Um, they give a shorter duration of action generally, um, but again, um, you know, is it, they are also available or can be used also for treating uh, blowfly strike. And as you mentioned as well, you mentioned uh, um, plunge dipping. Uh, usually that's organophosphates that we're talking about using there. And again, they, they, the dips can be used for both prevention and treatment of blowfly strike. Like the choice there is really dependent on the system in all them cases, um, particularly with the longer withdrawal period. So that will depend on, you know, is it long keep lambs, short keep lambs? And obviously for you, the longer duration of cover is important. And I suppose, as you just to clarify there, like that period of cover, it is variable depending on them products, but they're still actively killing, assuming they're put on right the first day and we get good binding. And that probably leads us into the next big challenge. You know, correct application, both in physically applying the product, but also that the sheep is in a suitable condition, that there's, you know, it's not a very dirty fleece and that conditions are dry on the day it goes on. How big of an impact has that on the efficacy of these products? Yeah, so so effic uh, the efficacy of these products, Kieran, you're dead right, really does depend on on, on the way they're applied. Um, obviously, being products that are applied externally to, to animals, you know, they're always going to be exposed to the elements and 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 animals rubbing off of off of fence posts and other things in the environment. So it's very it's very important to be conscious of of that. But the first thing I suppose with regards to application is just to be to be safe um, ourselves and to wear proper protective clothing and, and gloves. Um, try to put them on in, in, in an open environment rather than a closed shed if possible. Um, with regards to the insect growth regulators, the, the, the best way or the recommended way to apply them uh, is using what we call a four-stroke technique. So if we take a 20 kilogram lamb as an example, the total dose of an insect growth regulator that we're going to need to apply to that lamb is 20 mLs. So if we take that total dose of 20 mLs and divide that into quarters, that equates to five mLs. So we set our applicator gun to five mLs and we deliver the total 20 mL dose onto the individual sheep using four 5 mL applications. So we start with the first um, application from the back of the sheep's neck to the middle of the back. The second application goes from the middle of the back uh, to the rump. The third application goes from the hock on the hind limb up to the rump or, or up around the tail head. And the fourth application goes from the hock up to the tail head on the opposite hind leg. 
Uh, and so the reason we're going from, from hock up to rump on, on, on the rear end of the sheep is to make sure that any excess product that comes out at the end of the gun when we squeeze that gun is actually deposited onto the, onto the sheep's back. It's important, I suppose, to remember with, um, with application that um, first of all, that the gun should be calibrated beforehand to make sure it's delivering what it's supposed to be delivering. Second of all, that we're using the correct tip on the applicator. And this can be quite confusing, I suppose, for, for, for some farmers. Um, but it needs to be a fan spray tip. So this is the, the tip with a, with, a, with a horizontal slit on it. Um, and then when we're applying the product, we need to actually hold the gun um, about a foot to a foot and a half away from the fleece so that we are getting a wide enough band across their backs um, so that the product will bind properly to the, to the fleece and then have, have the greatest chances of spreading around the fleece afterwards. Um, so they're really the, the key things. And, and the, the last thing I suppose is that you try to overlap the strokes um, as you're putting on uh, the product using that four stroke technique. By dividing that product up, as even from a practical point of view, you're probably actually saving on the product as opposed to going in one application on it. You, you have less risk of wasting it or the sheep moving at the wrong time and you're not getting it applied correctly. Absolutely, Karen, and, and I think traditionally we would have lots of, of, of farmers uh, applying the product um, maybe in three or two strokes. And the difficulty is, is that if you're trying to apply 35 uh, or maybe 40 mLs maybe of, of, of these products in two strokes, um, it's just not practical to do it and get all of the product onto, on, onto the sheep. You'll end up with lots of the product either on the sheep beside the one you're trying to treat or indeed on the ground. Uh, and another, that brings up another point, I suppose, with regards to where the sheep should be when you're applying the product. Um, you need to have access to the, to, the, to the rear end of the sheep, I suppose, uh, uh, particularly. So it's better to have maybe 10 or 15 euros in the pen relatively loose so that they can, they can actually move around. Uh, and so that you have access to the whole back and the rump of the sheep as you're applying the product, rather than putting them into a race or a shoot. If you do put them into to, to a shoot or a race, then it's very difficult actually to get access to the to the rear end and to apply the product properly. I think that's a very good point. And oftentimes a lot of that product will end up on the race and maybe not on the fleece where you need it. Absolutely. And, and I suppose the other thing then is that when they're let out of the pen that they're in, is just try to make sure, if you can, that they're not rubbing off of... Uh, off a of fence post or gates and things afterwards, because um, you know you need it, the product needs time to bind to the fleece, to bind to the lanolin and the wool, and then it will it will stay there and it will spread. But if 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 you have a sheep going or rubbing off of something afterwards, then a lot of the product's going to be removed by by that uh, friction. And that's just one point I might want to put you back over slightly because there is a little bit of a difference between the synthetic polyurethrides and insect regulators and products that are available. The overlapping of the spray, the binding on the fleece, that's a very important element for the period of cover. Just how does that work, Wesley? Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, the, the, the suspension that the, um, that the insect growth regulators are suspended in is, uh, is, has, has got a, a, a binding technology in it, uh, Kieran, that, that allows the, the, um, the active to bind to the lanolin, which is the, the oily kind of material in the fleece. Um, and so... When you're applying it, you, you know we're only applying it to the to, to the sheep's back and, and on the rump. But because of the of this binding technology, it's able to then spread within the lanolin on the wool, um, and 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 that's the one of the key differences I suppose between the insect growth regulator products and say using the synthetic pyrethroids. They don't have a binding agent on them, uh, and therefore um, their duration of action is shorter, and they probably don't spread within the fleece uh, as well as the insect growth regulators do. 
and like just on them two shorter products, you know, the need to go back in again later in the summer, like our risk period, okay, starts if temperatures ever warm up at the moment from now on, but that risk period continues right through into September, even into October in some cases. So for some of them products that you may be taking to use, particularly in lambs, because of the shorter withdrawal period, there is a need to go back in and treat as the year progresses. Yes, absolutely. Particularly, you know, if you're using synthetic pyrethroids to prevent blowfly streak, then you're, you're, you're definitely going to need multiple applications throughout the year. Um, if you're using Clixen, which, as I said, has eight weeks cover, again, that will need multiple applications. But there will be, um, there will be farming systems that, that will, where you will need to use Clixen because, um, you know, the withdrawal period is, is, is only seven days on the product. Um, and I suppose the, the key thing is with the insect growth regulator range is that it, it, it gives flexibility to the farmer. And uh, you're definitely 100% correct in that we have blowfly strike cases reported all the way up into October some years. Um, so, you know, that's something that farmers do need to bear in mind. And look, it really has to match the system and that will change during the years for placements and longer keep animals are picked out. But I suppose, Wesley, the key thing at the moment is, is actually get in and actively treat your lamb crop early with some of these products as opposed to letting strike occur. Absolutely. Um, and so by applying early, as we said, uh, we're, we're preventing the blow fly cycle from taking place, the life cycle from taking place, and therefore we're reducing fly numbers. We're also applying the product to smaller weighted lambs and therefore we're, it's costing less per head and, and, and therefore we're getting more or more bang for our buck. Um, we do appreciate that it is practically more difficult to apply uh, these products to, to smaller to smaller lambs. So, it, you know, really, I suppose it's difficult really to apply an insect growth regulator to, to any lamb that's less than 10 kilos. So ideally, they'd want to be at least that weight. Um, but again, if you kind of organize it as a planned event um, and, and, you know, focus on the fact that this is the job you have to do today, you're more likely to do it correctly than if you're if you're waiting for strike to occur and, and then trying to trying to get on top of the problem afterwards. So so planning it is 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 really the key. Getting in as early as you possibly can. Um, and as I said, economically that's going to cost you less because you're 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 treating smaller lambs. Well, I think they're very valid points. So anyone out there, listen, really good having you on today. Great insight on the whole subject. And thanks very much for your time. No problem, Kieran. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to wrap things up at this point. Again, Wesley highlighted a lot of the key things we need to focus on when we're talking about blow fly control, the importance of correct application method, you know, choosing a product that is suitable for your farm, considering the withdrawal dates, and also being aware of the period of cover that each product offers, and the need to go in with a repeat application where needed. Um, I will include a short link in the description to a video we produced last year, just highlighting the importance of correct application method. Again, I think it's something important to focus on this year when applying product. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from our sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chaga Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to any of our episodes.